the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Well, too many mistakes. That's what Larry Hanskin said in the postgame, and that pretty much sums up tonight for the Dayton Flyers. Too many mistakes, and they're losers. 76-68, an eight-point loss on the road to the Ole Miss running Rebs down in Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, uh, John Tisdale, as we're here for Flyer Feedback and awaiting the head, uh, the, the postgame comments of Dayton head coach Anthony Grant. Um, you know, just the, the turnovers, Tiz, continues to be a problem for this team. Uh, they turned the ball over 19 times, 12 in the first half. Um, and it felt like after that early run where Ole Miss jumped out to – uh, 9-2 when Anthony called a timeout. It was just the game sort of rubber banded as it went on, Tiz. But every time Dayton got close, they could really only cut it to f- as close as five more times than I can really count. And it right. just felt like in a game of runs, Ole Miss's counterpunch was always there, and it was always stronger than what Dayton was throwing back at the Rebs. Yeah, that's how I look at it, really. when you're When you're playing on the road – And especially for this team, the way I'm looking at it for this team right now, John, especially playing their second road game, I'm just thinking their margin of error is really slim, at least for the time being. Um, You know, when you turn the ball over 19 times and it leads to 25 Ole Miss points, you're not going to win. It really does not matter. And look, we can go through the stat line. Look. Mally Smith played well, yes, 16 points, 11 assists. He did what he could do, and Deron Holmes had 14 points. But to me, he had zero rebounds. That's the, that's the thing. That's the other stat that you really have to look. But the two guys that really gave Dayton problems um, on the other side because they answered every single run was Deshaun Ruffin and Nicier Brooks, 16 points, 11 rebounds, 19 points. But it just, John, as you said, aside also from the turnovers, Every time the Flyers got back into this game, they cut it to five on several occasions in the second half, Ole Miss had the answer. Whether it was uh, Brooks off the alley-oop to, put him, to get him back up 49-42, a three-pointer by Morrell to put him up 52-44, or Brooks getting another dunk uh, to put him up 54-47, I could go on. Uh, Ole Miss had the answer each and every time in this game. And... In, and that's what's just so frustrating because this was just another missed opportunity for the for this Dayton Flyer team that really needed to get another good quality, that had another chance to get a quality road win. And I know it's a quad three. You know, Ole Miss is seven and three. They don't exactly, their only really good win is, a, is against a Memphis team that's had their own issues. But still, uh, that Dayton had a had a chance. It was another opportunity missed. I think would be the best way to put it tonight, folks. And it's just a it, it's just a disappointing uh, game. And there were some bright spots. Molly Smith, obviously, with a career night, sixteen points, eleven assists. Those are both career highs for him. Yeah. Tumani Kamara with fifteen points, Tiz. But it's never a good night when you're flirting with a triple double because of fifteen points, nine rebounds, and eight turnovers. Yeah. Um, you know, Tumani's got to take better care of the ball. I know it was a team-wide issue, but but him turning the ball over eight times, that's uh, that's not good. And as you mentioned, Tiz, um, it's it's just another missed opportunity for a team that uh, has left themselves in the big picture, very little, if any, room for error going forward. 
and it needed to it's in a position where they've got to they've got to start stacking up some wins and as you mentioned a quad three loss as of this moment we know they're fluid uh but it is a quad three loss at this moment uh but as you mentioned it's just just a missed opportunity and and frustrating to to just see that like you said the rebs every time the flyers made a run at it the rebs answer was just stronger and was there every single time without fail tonight and I'll give Ole Miss credit. I mean, they're coached by uh, Kermit Davis. He's a former head coach at Middle Tennessee. Um, the guy can coach. I mean, this when he was at Middle Tennessee, uh, this was the they upset Michigan State in the NCAA tournament in 2016. So Kermit Davis is a guy who knows basketball and has done a nice job at Ole Miss. So you got to give them credit. They won this game. But look, the Flyers are gonna. If you look back. There was just so many possessions where they could have gotten closer, could have gotten over the hump. And I was just thinking, going back, is this going to be one of these games where the Flyers get it within five and they just can't go get over the hump and they can't get closer? Unfortunately, that was the case. John, I have this in my notes, and you may not. I don't know if you do. Uh, Deron Holmes dunks it, and cut, this is in the first half. They cut it to 23-20, and then Ole Miss calls a timeout. And I thought another critical point in this game. Um, was at the end of the half. This was at the end of the half, and Ole Miss outscores Dayton 11-4, to and they're trailing. They they lead at the half 34-24. I thought that was the other big moment of this game because the Flyers had finally gotten momentum back. They had momentum, but right there at the end of that first half, uh, they really had a chance to not only uh, tie the game but even take the lead right there in that last four minutes, and they couldn't quite do it. I, that I tweeted at the half too, Tiz, is that this is a team that, as we've seen, I talk about counterpunches a lot. The, the counterpunch has not been there at times for this Dayton team. We've seen that continue to be an issue down the stretch of the SMU game, and I think at the close of the half uh, here, and then in the second half, was just a microcosm of what this team has struggled with at times, where uh, you know there was there was little fits and spurts for Dayton. They had an eight zero run. To cut it to just three, Tiz, with three and a half minutes left in the first half, they had that nice little spurt. They force a shot clock violation at the end of that run. But then again, as you mentioned, here comes Ole Miss coming back the other way. Now 13-4 run by the Rebs to close the half, and you find yourself down 10 at the break. So that was that was frustrating to see that they just they, they got within striking distance but then just couldn't close it out. And then it ends up Tizzy adding up to an eight point loss and, and drops Dayton to seven and five. And now they've got one game left against Southern. You better beat Southern yeah. uh, before you get into a 10 play. Cause we turn the calendar to conference play here and, and just in just about a week now. So um, this, this team uh, it's last, I think missed opportunity of, of the non-conference as they start looking ahead to, to a 10 play pretty soon. Yep, and that yep, no doubt about that. And uh, and and just going back, really, to talk about uh, really this game, because and really, John, as we kind of look back, really, at the at this at the first half of this season, Dayton really got themselves into a hole, really, to start. Remember, they started out one and three. They had those three straight losses at home, uh, and there were these these were quad four losses to UMass, Lowell, Lipscomb, and Austin P. And then they bounce back, played well against Miami, upsetting Kansas, and knocking off Belmont. 
and then of course you beat Alabama State, Northern Illinois at home, and then then I thought Dayton needed to go two and one in this stretch against SMU, Virginia Tech, and Ole Miss. They lose to SMU, they beat Virginia Tech, and judging by the way Virginia Tech played Friday night against St. Bonaventure, uh, they took the they took the Bonnies to the woodshed Friday night, uh, beating them pretty soundly. And then they had to go ahead. I would have liked to see them go on the road and uh, knock off Ole Miss. That was not the case. Now you go one and two, eight and four would have looked a lot better than seven and five uh, going into Tuesday night's game against Southern University. So now, uh, going into conference play, I, 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 there's just so many. This is just a young basketball team, and I think Flyer fans and li- like you and me are still trying to figure out what this team. Uh, we know what we have with Mally Smith, but I think we're still trying to figure out what else what else we've got almost. I mean, Deron Holmes has been good, but aside from Mally and aside from Mally Smith, John, I don't know about you, but do you think that there's still some question marks that are there's still some unproven's we're still trying to see from this team? Because some of these guys, you know, they they were they were quiet tonight. I mean, we didn't get a whole lot from uh, Brea tonight, Amzil's minutes were at 10 minutes, and uh, Musisoko uh, gave him good minutes at about four points, but Elijah Weaver was quiet tonight at one point, so at only one point tonight. So just, I'm not going to say they didn't play, I'm not going to say they played awful, but uh, the guys that they needed to contribute, like, uh, like a, an Elijah Weaver that has played well at times, they didn't really do that tonight. And that's, you know, they are... They are. They do kind of smack a little bit of last year tiz, where they're consistently inconsistent. Um, but yeah, it's just in the end. I think you make a good point that Dayton fans really, I think, it wanted to see. You ha- you had to come out of this three game stretch at two and one to be feeling good about their situation, or at least feeling a little bit better after what they did in Orlando, and then being able to pair that with a two and one stretch. I think you would have been probably feeling pretty good going forward or at least better than you do now but but one and two in this stretch tis i think is deflating um because of what their situation is at this point um so yeah but but again yeah as you as you mentioned it, it consistently inconsistent is is sort of starting to become the theme of this team on the whole yeah. too because you've got guys from game to game who you know molly smith the side are sort of inconsistent and then from the 30,000 foot view. You drop those awful buy games at home, three in a row. Then you go to Orlando and you beat somehow Kansas and Miami and Belmont. And then you swing back the other way and sort of a disappointing uh, couple road games sandwiched in between a quality win at home against Virginia Tech. Um, so I, I don't blame Dayton fans if you're thinking what to make of this team because they've they've been on that roller coaster yeah. as this season has gone along now as we're just one game shy of being into Atlantic 10 play. Yeah, and there's some questions about the Atlantic 10 conference itself because probably because the I was looking at the NCAA net rankings. Uh, the the highest team that I saw coming into today's game was Davidson, not St. Bonaventure, and Davidson's got an opportunity to uh, – to make hay with the uh, to get a win against uh, Alabama later this week, but look, I mean, well, to keep to get the focus back on the Flyers uh, as they fall seventy six to sixty eight, we're hating, waiting to hear from Coach Anthony Grant. Uh, he'll uh, of course speak with our own Larry Hanskin uh, after tonight's loss. Uh, going through some of the other uh, numbers, uh, uh, of course, uh, Mally Smith another solid game, sixteen points and eleven assists. Uh, Tumani Kamara fifteen points, nine rebounds. 
Uh, yeah, he, John, you mentioned he you he almost had a triple double, not the way you wanted it. Fifteen points, nine rebounds, the eight turnovers. That's just the the gut wrenching thing. Jerron Holmes the second had fourteen points, uh, zero rebounds. R.J. Blakeney, uh, nine points, four rebounds. Um, really, those are the f- four guys that really, uh, from a scoring perspective, uh, were able to uh, get things done. Dayton, four of 18 from three-point range. And that was the thing that I thought that they were lacking a little bit because it just seems tonight they were just maybe a three-point shot away from really uh, really getting even closer and maybe at times taking the lead because they never led in this game. I just got the sense if they just got maybe one or two of those shots from the outside to hit, uh, maybe when they were trailing, maybe by five points, maybe uh, at a stretch where they had it down to 63, at the end, maybe down 70 to 61 after that offensive foul was drawn uh, on the break. Maybe you hit a three or so. I don't know. But it just seems that it, this was just not Dayton's night, John. Just just to me, they just couldn't get over that hump. And that's just what the frustrating thing is, is you talked about being consistently inconsistent and that really is the turn to put it i'll throw in another term uh you want another phrase to add this one uh the good the bad the ugly the good mally smith 16 points 11 assists and uh one more on this uh coming up as uh, a jump we got to coach Danny by that's right what does head coach anthony grant think about this eight point loss at ole miss well you're about to find out because he is live courtside in oxford with larry hansgen on the other side of this break right here on the home of the flyers the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hansgen back here in uh, Mississippi where the Dayton Flyers uh, fall to uh, Ole Miss uh, 76-68 to the court with Coach Grant brought to you by Pickerel, Schaefer, and Ebling, the only law firm uh, that uh, you'll ever need. Find out more at pselaw.com. And, and, and Coach, uh, a tough loss. Um, you, know, you know, turnovers were a big factor in this game, not only in that it helped uh, fuel some of the things Old Miss was able to do as far as easy baskets, but, you know, it, it took away opportunities. Uh, whenever you were making a run, it took away opportunities from the Flyers. Yeah, I think, you know, that's probably the story of the game. You know, we, we turned the ball over too much. It led to easy opportunities for them. It's hard to win on the road. You know, and Ole Miss, give them credit. They're a good team. You know, I, I thought uh, you know, number two for them came in, and he did a great job today uh, getting himself to the free throw line, running the team. But the live ball turnovers, you know, the, the empty possessions, uh, they caught up with us. Defensively, this was not a, a good game for you in, 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 in defending uh, defending the paint and in, in defending drives. Well, I mean, they... they uh, they have some, some, some weapons that, that are tough to guard. You know, they, uh, they put pressure on the rim, you know, with their guards getting downhill. Uh, the big guy inside was a low tonight, you know, trying to make decisions. It seems like we were in the middle quite a bit in their pick and rolls uh, of, of trying to make a decision. Do we take away the lob from the big? Do we step up and help on the guard? You know, we did do a good job of getting back on the ball the way we needed to tonight, and they, 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 they made us pay for it. You know, we... Uh, seemed like every time we, we cut it to a two or three possession game, we would do something on the offensive end that would extend their run, a turnover, uh, an untimely shot. Uh, you know, so give them credit. You know, they, they had a lot to do with that. Uh, we didn't play well enough to get the win tonight. It's it's a process, as you as you often said, and uh, as this process continues, you're learning more about your team. They're learning more about themselves. And, and I got to say, one thing we're learning is that uh, there is some competitive fire 
in especially in some of your young guys. Uh, uh, Malachi Smith tried to win this game on his own. I mean, he, he, he was sensational in the stuff that he did, but I thought he just did the stuff that he can do and did not try to take over a game. Yeah, I'll go back and look at the film. You know, like I said, you know, we had too many turnovers today. Uh, didn't, didn't play well enough on both sides of the ball as a team to be able to get the win. I'm sure we'll look at it and there'll be some things we'll take away and say we, we did well and there's some things that we need to be better at. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough loss right now. You know, we got one more non-conference game here uh, when we get back home, you know, before the guys get a chance to go on break and we'll start conference play. So uh, we need to make sure we're doing everything to be at our best. All right, Coach, we'll let you go. Thanks. All right, uh, that does wrap things up here. And as Coach mentioned, uh, one more game coming up non-conference. That's Tuesday at home against Southern. Again, no Anthony Grant show uh, tomorrow night at Frickers as we've got uh, Cleveland Browns football for you. So we'll be talking to you from the UD Arena come uh, Tuesday night for a 7 o'clock tip against Southern. Pre-game activities begin at 6, and, of course, Flyer Feedback will follow the game. On behalf of uh, our crew back at our WHIO studios, Jake McNaughta, uh, John Tisdall handled halftime, and alongside me tonight here in Oxford, Keith Walaskowski. I'm Larry Hanskin. The final again is almost 76, Dayton 68 now. Stick around for more of Flyer Feedback with John and John. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Care Source, individual and family health insurance that has you covered with kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash UD. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. It's John Bedell here, John Tisdale there, and you here as well for Flyer Feedback. Dayton a loser tonight, 76-68 in Oxford, Mississippi. They lose to the Ole Miss running Rebs. Dayton drops to 7-5 and five overall on the year. It's actually the first time the Rebels have gotten the Flyers coming into tonight. Dayton had led the all-time series 7 to nothing. You might remember they played last year during the weird COVID season. Dayton won 65-62. 
at UD Arena. And of course, we all remember the last time the Flyers played the Rebs in Oxford, although different arena because they built the new one since. Devin mm-hmm. Oliver hitting that banked-in three to win 83-80 in overtime. That was during uh, what was the eventual Elite Eight run year. That was back in January of 2014 as Demo saved the Flyers' bacon uh, in Oxford back then. <laughs> Nobody's saving the Flyers' bacon tonight. They I shot themselves knew. in the foot uh, plenty of times. In fact, at least 19 because that's how many times they turned the ball over tonight. Uh, they had 12 in the first half, Tiz, on, if my math is right, 19 possessions, which is not great Bob.gif territory. Mm-hmm. And when you're turning the ball over, uh, when you got live ball turnovers with experienced guards like the Rebs mm-hmm. have, uh, that's that's never a good recipe, Tizzy. And it adds up to Dayton losing 76-68 on the road in, which, in what was their last opportunity in non-conference game because they play Southern. Uh, this coming week on uh, Wednesday night, I believe, without checking my notes. And uh, Tuesday night, I'm sorry. Tuesday night at 7, mm-hmm. Southern comes into town. And there's a reason you're scheduled between finals week and the start of start of 8-10 play. So you better <laughs> win that one against Southern on Tuesday. Yeah. And that's the story of the game. As Coach Grant said as he uh, spoke with Larry Hanskin, you heard it live just a few moments ago, it, Dayton turned the ball over too much. That's just the story of the game. The 19 turnovers leading to... 25 points. I mean, look, were there good things Dayton did? Sure. Uh, look, Mally Smith had 16 points, 11 assists. Uh, John, Mally Smith is a dude. We, I mean, we use that term a lot to talk about guys like Crutcher and Obi uh, over the last few years. Uh, Mally is that guy. He is that guy. Uh, Dayton is set at the point guard position. As we have said, I said this jokingly, we made this call, as I said to Michael Purvis about a few weeks ago, may as well call University of Dayton Point Guard University. Might as well. Uh, With Scooch and with uh, Jalen Crutcher, you know. So we'll add Mally to that list. So from the point guard perspective, Dayton's fine there. Uh, Deron Holmes, 14 points. Disappointed the zero rebounds, but Deron did his thing. 14 points, can't complain. Just... That, to me, is the only two bright spots, I think, for tonight. Um, you, you wish you would have had Dayton maybe hit a couple of outside shots, four of 18 from three, but that, that's not what hurt Dayton in this game. The effort was not it. The turnovers were just the killing point. The 19 turnovers leading to the 25 points, and they had no answer for, uh, for Ruffin and for Brooks tonight. Uh, they had a combined 35 points, 35 of Ole Miss's 76 points. That's just less than 50%. And when you get that duo going... Um, when you got that kind of combination going, uh, you're going to have a hard time when you're playing catch up to, uh, uh, to do that, just to complete the comeback. And Dayton was in the hole as you, as we talked about, uh, before we heard from coach Grant was down nine to two and they were playing, uh, from, from behind almost from the word, uh, from the opening tip off tonight, John. Timeout real early Tiz. I mean, his timeout became the under 16 because, the Rebs jumped out to a 9-2 lead. Anthony calls timeout at 16 minutes even. And, um, you know, Dayton made some runs after they got in that early hole. They did. Uh, Ole Miss had doubled them up by the under 12. They were up 19-8. Uh, Dayton had turned the ball over five times by that point. Well, then Dayton rips off an 8-0 run. They cap it with a nice defensive effort with a shot clock violation. Uh, but then Ole Miss, as you mentioned, Tiz, every time tonight they had the answer. The Ole Miss rips off 13-4 run to close the first half. And for me, the big picture is something this Dayton team has struggled with at times like the SMU game and like tonight where the counterpunch is not as strong as what they're absorbing from, in this case, the Rebs. And every time the Rebs uh, were in need of a counterpunch, theirs was stronger than the Flyers, and they just had the answer to every single 
uh, time they needed an answer tonight. They got it, and it adds up to that. Because really, in that in that second half, Tizzy, we we I felt like Dayton cut it to five after they got themselves in a hole. They would they would crawl back in, and they cut the deficit to five more times than I can count in that second half. I felt like they kept getting it to five, and they could just get no closer. And eventually, Ole Miss just kind of pushes out towards the finish line and gets it to an eight point win, seventy six. 68 and Dayton drops to seven and five and the big picture tizzy is as you mentioned for Dayton fans to be real feeling really good about this team or not really good but but better given that awful start they had to the year you really wanted to get through this stretch with SMU Vatek and Ole Miss at two and one well now they're one and two and we've talked on the show before no Dayton can do nothing they can do nothing about the losses to Austin P to Lipscomb, and to UMass Lowell. Those are in the past. They're done. But what will stick with this team uh, as a weight around their neck between now and March are those three losses. The damage they've they've uh, done and the uh, way the damage they've inflicted on their own resume because of that, that's going to stick with them, Tiz. And now with this loss and a couple of those missed opportunities with SMU and Ole Miss, I mean – Let's just be realistic, Tiz. I mean, at this point, this is not a this is not a Dayton team that really has an at-large resume. They don't now, and they might not be able to put one together. They might be putting themselves they might have put themselves in a position where it's auto bid or bust for this team in terms of NCAA tournament. And I know it's early to talk about that, but that's that's what this stated goal of this program is to make NCAA tournaments. And if we're sitting here now on December eighteenth, Tiz, this is an auto bid or bust team right now. Yeah, absolutely, John, and that's what I tweeted uh, um, really uh, just a, just a short time ago. Because, and I and I'm never you never want to say never, but look, the, the only way Dayton's going to get in the NCAA tournament is to win the whole. It's to win the Atlantic Ten tournament. That's just the way that the way things are right now. And uh, e- even if they would have beaten Ole Miss, maybe would have added something. Uh, Perhaps, but Dayton, I think John was in an auto bid or bust position anyway, even coming into tonight. But they just, they just, to me, they even coming into tonight's game, they just were behind the eight ball because they dug themselves way too deep of a hole because they started out one and three. And they dug themselves out with those, with that good performance they had in Orlando. And they came back and won the two games after Orlando. And but they really needed to beat uh, either SMU or Ole Miss, and they didn't get either of those wins. Now that Virginia Tech win is looking better and better, given the way they beat the Hokies beat St. Bonaventure Friday yeah. night rather convincingly. Quality but win. It, it it was a quality win. It was a quality win on Sunday. Very good win. But you also have to take care of business on the road, and to play on the road, you can't make mistakes. You can't fall into holes. And this is a flyer team. That has done that um, in in the in their first two road games because they had the luxury of the home crowd on the neutral sites. You don't have that at Ole Miss. You don't have you didn't have that at SMU. But here's the other thing, John. SMU and Ole Miss uh, they those weren't exactly you know they weren't exactly had those aren't exactly basketball schools. I'm not gonna say no, I'm not. This isn't a shot at the uh, fan base. Ole Miss is more of a football school. SMU, eh, I'm gonna say not exactly a great basketball school. It was a great football school at one time in the '80s before their NCAA problems. But what happens when they go to VCU? What happens when they go to St. Louis? Um, those are those are gonna be real issues where they really are gonna deal 
uh, with a rowdy fan base on the road. So I'm really going to be anxious when they get into conference play, uh, especially later in the year. So uh, this, is I know, is a young team. Um, They play hard. They keep playing to the final buzzer. But that's just the thing that this is just a team that just they need to get off to better starts. And when you fall behind nine to two, and as Coach Grant, as you alluded to, Johnny, they fell in, they fell nine to two, and Coach Grant had to burn a timeout. But they had chances to get back in this game. But still, they need that. They're just missing that one thing. They needed someone to hit that shot from beyond the arc, and they just didn't have that tonight. That's the thing I think that they were really missing just to get over that hump. And they couldn't quite do it. I mean, I think they got to within five points. I looked it up, so I was keeping track of my notes. And we'll do this, and then we'll go to break. I think it was about maybe on five straight possessions. They cut it to five after a three-point play by Malachi Smith. That's as close as Dayton got to it. Then Brooks gets a dunk. Uh, Ruffin hits two free throws. He gets another bucket. It's 58-47. And really, Dayton didn't get any closer after that. So that it, that's just the thing. They got it within five points, but they couldn't get any closer. Ole Miss just had the answers every single time tonight. Yeah, and a good defensive team, too, because they threw up the stat on the SEC Network broadcast where Ole Miss had held their opponents to under 60 in yeah. five of the last seven games. Now, obviously, Dayton breaks the 60-point mark. They scored 68 tonight, but that speaks to how good a defensive team Ole Miss has been lately, and also they punish you defensively with turning your your uh, 19 turnovers into 25 points. As Larry Hanskin said in the postgame, too many mistakes. Well, it's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyered Feedback, the home stretch of it right here after this break, live on Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback tonight. Dayton a loser, 76 76- 68 to the Ole Miss Rebels. The eight-point loss drops Dayton to 7-5 and five overall on the year as they now head into their final non-conference game Tuesday night against Southern before they start Atlantic 10 play. And John Tisdell apparently tonight was the 8-10 SEC challenge or something like that because Dayton yeah. plays Ole Miss. George Mason, the Patriots get the Georgia Bulldogs 80-67. to And right now, the St. Louis Billikens currently playing the number 13 team in the land, Auburn, tonight down in uh, Alabama. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully St. Louis will take care of business against, uh, Auburn and a good win for George Mason, uh, taking out Georgia. Georgia is not a good basketball, hasn't been a good basketball program. I think since Dominique Wilkins back in the uh, way back machine, but, uh, uh, hopefully St. Louis gets a good win against Auburn. Cause John, I don't know about you. The A 10 has just been all over the place when it comes to non-conference. Cause I think Davidson's probably been the more consistent program. They've won seven in a row, uh, winning today against uh, Radford, 74-54. But I I know St. Bonaventure had all the – had all the makings of having got off to a really good start. But, uh, uh, you know, losing to Virginia Tech isn't awful. I mean, they lost 86-49 uh, yesterday, uh, Friday. And then Richmond, of course, beating NC State, which is you know, a good win. But uh, for, you know, just the 8-10 really, to me, John, they really have not had any great wins, that, that with the exception of Dayton over Kansas, I should say. Um, but really – Nothing other than Dayton over Kansas. Have you seen anything that's been 
really eye-opening in the A-10 in a non-conference so far? Well, earlier in the year, uh, George Mason get, did get Maryland right before Mark Turgeon yes. uh, left the program. But let me pull up Maryland's net because I don't know if that's necessarily a... Yeah, they're 129 in the net now, so that's not maybe as good as you would have thought a few weeks ago. I think that's more of a brand name win for George Mason than anything. But yeah, the league's been, you know, sort of like Dayton is up and down, boom or bust. It, it's hard to make sense as a league so far. We'll see what happens when um, we get into conference play here in just a matter of really, uh, I don't want to say weeks, it's not quite weeks because Dayton. Uh, after they play Southern on Tuesday night, they've got their uh, conference opener tizzy against uh, Rhodey on the 30th, so week after next. Uh, we'll see what happens in the conference season as you as you separate the chaff and, and the really mm-hmm. good teams. But tonight for Dayton, uh, I think the bottom line, Tizzy, is just too many mistakes, too many turnovers. You can't yeah. turn the ball over 19 times. You try to keep it to single, single digits for a game. You can't turn the ball over 19 times. You can't. It, it's hard to sustain that many mistakes. As like Keith Walskowski said, in an eight-point loss, do you think Dayton could not have overcome eight-point loss with, uh, let's say, maybe, I don't know, Tizzy, just Keith's example was maybe four or six of those 20 or so possessions? <laughs> you know, That's yeah. a killer, and especially when Ole Miss turns around and scores 25 points off those turnovers. Um, and then even though it was, uh, it, it was sort of uh, an accordion-style game where there was just runs yeah. back and forth, yeah. Every time there was a run, old misses was just more overwhelming. And every time they needed an answer tonight, Tizzy, they got one. And really, in that second half, just kept the Flyers at arm's length before they ended up burying them in the final minutes uh, to secure that eight-point win. Yeah, just to me, because I agree with you wholeheartedly, because Dayton shot 50% for the game, 26 of 52. That's not awful. I mean, when Dayton was able to hang on to the basketball, uh, they were able to get uh, some shots, and they were able to get them in. I mean, Deron Holmes uh, had double figures, had 14 points. But to me, Dayton was – I'll give you this one, John. Throw this out there. Dayton cuts it to 52-47, just under 10 minutes left. Um, Ole Miss uh, gets a couple of threes. Uh, they, Dayton gets forces a shot clock violation, right? Then Kobe Brea has a, has a chance to get it down to two but misses a three. And then uh, – uh, then a foul is called on uh, Moose Soko, and then uh, they Ole Miss comes back, gets a dunk from Nicier Brooks to go up 54-47. Ruffin then makes uh, two free throws to put it up 56-47, and then Ruffin comes back, makes a layup to get it up 58-47. So after that missed three by Brea, I didn't I didn't see the game, I heard the game, but that possession right there after that missed three by Kobe, Ole Miss scores six unanswered points. That really was Dayton's really their best chance to get over that hump. We talked about so many times on this show tonight, and they really just couldn't get over that. But really, that really three-minute point from the 10:22 mark all the way up to the 7:53 mark of just little less than about two and a half minutes, they couldn't get over that hump uh, to uh, get it down to two points or maybe even tie the game uh, when they were down 52 to 52, 47, they couldn't get any closer than that. That really, that stretch of the game, that, of that stretch from the 10, 22 mark to about the seven fifty seven mark really is what really, I think was really Dayton's final chance. This team, you know, they've got to, uh, just rebound from this one tis, and you've got to beat Southern. You'd think that's a given in a bye game. (laughs) I think it is after they've, (laughs) <laughs> the way they've played after Orlando, but also this team showed us prior to that Florida trip, you never really know with this Dayton team. They might lose That's another true. bye game. 
Hopefully not. We're certainly not planning on that one. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight, though, uh, Dayton fans. One more time, Dayton the loser, 76-68 to the Ole Miss Runner Rebs down in Oxford, Mississippi. Dayton's now 7-5 and five on the year. So we will talk to you Tuesday night after Dayton and Southern. Until then, I'm John Bedell. I'm John Tisdell. We're saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers. Go Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.